Oh, good God. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Law School in Brief. This is Lydia. And Megan's also here. Present. <laughs> Accounted for. Megan, now that you've had your first official week of law school after your orientation and then your welcome to law school crash course and you're in your real classes that will be graded, how is it going? So if you had asked me 10 hours ago, I would have given you a different answer than the one I'm going to give you right now. Okay. Last week, I felt like the summer session had set me up to succeed so well. I mean, I felt like I had hit my stride, as we've talked about in, in previous episodes. I have my schedule down. I have like my month plan, my week plan, my daily plan. I mean, I all the tools of success are ever present. And after last week, my first week of school, I felt great. I had a handle on all the assignments I was supposed to do. I finally feel like I know how to write a case brief that makes sense. <laughs> and I'm not always referring back to the, um, the like key that we were given. Um, but anyway, so I come to class today or I come to school today. It's Monday. Everybody's, you know, all relaxed from the long weekend. And being that I know pretty much no one still, uh, the main topic of conversation was, what did you think of the readings? What did you think of the assignments? And, you know, I'm feeling super confident about all my briefs and my grasp on, on the topics. And then all of a sudden, someone I'm talking to says, oh, how, how about those ICW worksheets? Mm. And I said, mm, don't get me started. Mm. The what? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I know I've, there are so many acronyms. I'm like, ILS, like Civ Pro, like what, what is ICW? And she looked at me like her eyes just said, oh, honey. And I'm like, what? And she said, you know, the interactive citation workbook that we have where you reference the blue book and you, you log into LexisNexis. And I felt my stomach just absolutely drop. And so I said, oh, oh my God, is that, do, did we have an assignment due today? And she said, no, 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 it's not due today. It's due on Wednesday. But it took me 10 hours over the Whoa. weekend to do 25 problems. And then I'm thinking, oh, no. <laughs> and there's this person who I've sort of gleaned, like, has a good work ethic. She is a non-traditional student. She's a mom. You know, she's probably in her, like, 40s, maybe early 50s. And I look to her as a person in class that I would want as a study buddy, you know, like she's on it. And she said, oh, yeah, it took me <laughs> it took me so long to do these. And Lydia, my entire game plan for this week just went up into flames in that moment because I have scheduled everything down to like the hour. And I thought to myself, I don't have 10 extra hours. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so... I also today had to do, I had to memorize a speech and present it in front of people. And I was recorded while I was doing it. Whoa. Yeah. So today was like, I woke up and was memorizing the speech. I get to school. I met with this ICW information. And then I just like, oh my God, one fire at a time. <laughs> so I'm standing outside the room that I'm going to give this speech and frantically trying to 
remember everything I'm supposed to say. And any second that my mind wandered away from that stupid speech, it went to the fact that I was going to have to find 10 extra hours in my schedule. Presumably 10. I'm hoping I could do it in less. But to figure out how to do these citations and these this this work. Oh, okay, I have goodness. so many follow-up questions and also a comment. Yes. <laughs> Let's start with the comment. Yeah, like any good <laughs> Q&A session. Um, I also have the same assignment as you, so that's exciting that we have the same thing. And one of the good things about this um, assignment, just, I don't know, like I feel like maybe we need to give a little bit of context for our listeners. Okay. The book is like a... Wow. Bible. The Bible? <laughs> that was the first analogy that came to mind. It's just like a um, guidebook for properly citing different cases. Um, just like the like an MLA format or Chicago style or, you know, like how you would cite things in undergrad. Um, but it's organized in a way that is really confusing. So there's like a workbook that goes along with it. And there's also an online portal that helps you like train you and getting familiar with it. Um, and even with those things, it took me a couple hours to do the first assignment, which was 10 problems. Um, and that was me kind of like giving it my all of my attention. And then the second assignment, which was like, 15 problems so I'm, I would be surprised actually if you had to do two assignments at once oh but yeah. you're in an accelerated program yeah we well, have two I, chapters I, to do on Wednesday so okay. the okay. work it, yeah it, it did not take me 10 hours but it did take me a couple hours um but I kind of like it's it's not the same kind of thinking as um as other work that you're doing you know it is kind of like monotonous in a way that is meditative if you choose to think of it like that 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 does make it sound a little bit better but I mean I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to citations I mean my brain I, I I cited stuff all the time in undergrad this is a completely different animal this is like you have decimal points and symbols that I can't find on my computer. And all these. Just copy and paste them from Wikipedia. That's crazy, what I like double S. That yes. I don't, you know, just oh my god. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's my comment. My question is, what did you give a speech about? Oh, it was so dumb. Um, so we had to write our own two minute speech uh, about one of four topics that were given to us. And we were put in groups of four. So uh, I ended up writing about how lawyers could be leaders in their community, roughly. Um, and then memorizing that speech and then presenting it to a room full of about eight or nine people. Um, yeah. And you're being recorded so that what's the, the professor point of our why what's the point of this assignment this the is so weird it, the point is to get people is to make people aware of the way they are presenting themselves when they're speaking so i recognize right off the bat that the content of my speech did not matter i also recognized off the bat that probably my memorization of the speech did not matter the the root of this was they wanted us to have a visual representation because they're recording it 
and you get a video recording of yourself. They wanted us to be able to see what all of our ums and likes and fidgets were when you're speaking in front of folks. Uh, so we had to we had to give this two minute speech. And then right after that, we had to give uh, a minute to a minute and a half long impromptu speech that you could not have prepped for on, on any topic. Well, not on any topic. They gave you a list of topics, and I chose like the lowest hanging fruit. Who like <laughs> who is somebody who's a hero to you? I'm like my grandma. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, love your grandma. I mean, I great mean, choice. Who doesn't love grandma. <laughs> um. So if I understood you correctly, the answer is: Do you to the question of how are you liking law school? Is not a ton. At this moment in time, I am not enjoying it very much because I am realizing I am so good at managing my time generally. Um, to be thrown this curveball makes me hate myself because I should have known that there was this assignment due. I looked back in the syllabus and saw it. It just is kind of coded in a weird way that didn't seem like assignment-y. I don't know how else to say it. Like, it was... It just said chapter 11 and chapter 15. And I thought, all right, more reading. Great. I can allot for that. Um, so I am right now sitting at my desk. It's 8.18 p.m. I have three more cases to read for torts due tomorrow. And I'm, re I'm, I'm really like coming face to face with the fact that I'm probably going to be awake until about 11 p.m., which is the longest and latest I will have been awake studying or working on something. And mm -hmm. that makes me upset. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> angry at myself. That's valid. Yeah. So it's a roller coaster, but I'm uh, looking <laughs> one day at a time. <laughs> I'm sorry to like out this, but in the outline you have quote, I love being a student again. So <laughs> <laughs> earlier today when you <laughs> when we were brainstorming, um, the show is not scripted, obviously, to uh to the listeners, but I'm just like kind of laughing. Not I I'm laughing at you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also like I also am not super enjoying it, I think, because I there there are parts that I enjoy. Like there are a lot of um nice moments uh where i feel intellectually stimulated but i just don't it's hard for me to know if i am doing well or understanding the material because there's no way to kind of gauge your progress mm. and that not knowing like if only i like i feel like i get it and i go to class and i listen to the professor i'm like okay i get it but i haven't like sat down and memorized stuff or i haven't like you know, as I said before, I didn't. I don't have time to like look through supplementary material and make like a ton of connections between the material, and um, I also haven't had a ton of time to do my own research. But even that aside, just like I don't. What if I think I understand it, but I don't? It would be nice to have some kind of external validation. Otherwise, even though I put in all this work, go to class, take the notes, I come away wondering like. You know, just just the not knowing makes me not be able to really yeah. like own it and uh, and enjoy it. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is, in most cases, the only gauge you have of how well you're doing is the final. So it's incredibly high stakes. I mean, 
a lot of my professors offer little mini quizzes that are sometimes worth credit and sometimes are just for the benefit of us gauging how we're doing. Oh, nice. But, I mean, my God, the final being the, all, the end all be all of your comprehension of, of this class is, is a daunting, it's a really, really scary, looming thing to think about. So I just don't. <laughs> what about the feedback that you're getting from being cold called? Have you been called out in class? I So I got cold called during our like summer session and I knew the answer. So nice. yeah, so I did not feel like an absolute, I probably shouldn't curse on the podcast. I didn't feel didn't like it as explicit. We, like we a, give people the heads up. Like a dum-dum. I don't know. I didn't feel like... I, I, it is so nice to actually know the answer when you're cold called and not just timidly know the answer, but firmly know the answer because you're staring at your notes, right? That's nice. Um, I do, however, have a professor, my torts professor, who I like very much. I really enjoy this course so far. But he will cold call someone in the scariest way ever <laughs> at the beginning of class. And then he has stuck with that person through the entire class. I've seen this happen. And so just to paint a picture, imagine uh, like a middle-aged dude standing in front of a lecture hall with maybe 70 to 80 folks. And everybody there just wants to know what's in his brain. <laughs> Can you imagine being respected like that? I cannot, but that's an aside. I mean, just like he has all the knowledge and we want it, right? So, I mean, we are hanging on his every word and he has made, he has a seating chart of all of us, which is a new development. Last time we talked about seating charts, I said we didn't have any, we have one now. Mm. So he knows exactly what my name is and where I sit. And on top of that, he has like playing cards that he created with our names and faces and we had to write down where we went to college and a hobby or like a thing of note about us. And he shuffles them up and then we'll call on people using those cards, but you can never, his body language never tells you when he's going to do that. You know, sometimes <laughs> when, when you're, when someone's about to be called on, maybe the professor will look up, scan the room a little bit, maybe linger on one part of the class. And the people who are in that area are just like, I don't know. Like this guy will literally, he like, he'll be looking down or like looking at the ceiling even, and then say, miss or, you know, so-and-so. And then all of a sudden it's like, what? Like, no, there were no indications that Ugh. this is going to come your way. And so you're just put on the spot. And if you did not read, you will look like an absolute idiot. And so far that hasn't happened yet to anybody. But I mean, I'm right now taking a break from reading for his class. And I know that there are gonna come, there's going to come a day when it's going to be 8.30 p.m. And I'm going to have six cases to read. And I'm going to absolutely lose steam. And there's like... Because things happen, you know, in the day, like, and I just, oh, man, it feels, you know what it feels like? I, I'm rambling, but it feels like Russian roulette. Like, <laughs> like, are you feeling lucky today? You know, like, the chance you're taking is not doing the reading and getting called on. The only way to avoid 
not failing in that scenario is doing all the reading, but at what cost, Lydia? But at what cost? Is okay, this, this kind of goes back to what I am wondering about if I'm learning deep enough because there was a class I messed up the pages and I didn't read a couple cases that I realized like right before like maybe two hours before class that I needed to read that's scary. so I yeah I mean I knew that I wasn't on panel quote-unquote which is something that is an alternative to like pure cold calling and which I'll talk about in a second but um what I did was I skimmed the cases and then I watched these little cartoon videos about the cases on Quimby. I don't know if you have access to that, but I like, then I understood it. And obviously I didn't get all the nuance from it because you need to read the case to get the nuance. But I was like, okay, I think I'm okay for class. So, and then I showed up and I understood what was happening in class and I was like, that was too easy. Right. Um, but like I, I do wonder the point of reading and the point of writing all the briefs is like what's the difference between doing all that and taking shortcuts? I'm not advocating for taking shortcuts. I just want to know. I just want to know what the difference is. No, that's totally valid because if you were just reading like in layman's terms, like the cliff notes version, right, of a case, you could understand and pick up on the major themes that come up in that case. And then when you're in class, all the rest gets kind of filled in. Like, what is it, Matt? I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Like, in an assault case, right? Like, what does it matter what the person looks like or what their history is when what you're really needing to focus on is probably not the micro details of that case, but rather how that case generally fits within a statute, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that the reason is so that we can, quote, think like a lawyer, which I want to talk about in a little bit, <laughs> which I've already told you I want to talk about. But just as a just so that I can kind of share my experience so that potential law school applicants aren't too scared of cold calls, there is an alternate way to call on students in class. In a couple of my classes, we have panels which is just like, imagine like a panel of people sitting up front, but we don't sit up front. It's like a group of eight students I'm in group number six <laughs> and the professor just tells us when we're coming up or some usually it goes in order so I knew that for the first five classes I wouldn't ever be called on so wait, I, then... I'm really annoying and I raise my hand all the time so I, like and I I told my classmates I was like okay I'm doing this podcast but I know you hear from me too much so no oh. pressure but and everyone's response has been like well you do talk too much but it's okay because well, I'm like okay I get it um but yeah so the panels is nice because you can kind of just like follow along when you're not on panel but when you are it's like that class you're entirely on edge whereas if you're in a class where you're getting or you could be cold called at any time it's kind of like well you just always have this like low-lying anxiety looming fear Russian yeah. roulette. Yeah. <laughs> a gun, but is there a bullet? I don't know. <laughs> oh Does that make it assault? Does it make it battery? This matters. Oh. Um, so question about panels, though. Aside from just the intrinsic benefits that come along with reading all of the cases, you know, like, for your own benefit, because it will benefit you in the long run, what is 
what is incentivizing students who are who are not on the panel to do all the reading? Or is the incentive just success in law school? Um, well, the professors do reserve the right to cold call in addition mm. to the panels. They haven't really used it. But, um, wow, I am spacing out because I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> What's your oh question? my God. <laughs> what, did you just, what did you just ask me? Oh, I, the benefit of having panels. Whoa, yeah, this is a spiral. <laughs> we are, it only took six episodes or seven episodes, but finally we are cracking in, ta- in oh. tandem. We're a tandem crack. <laughs> well, so I, this kind of, I mean, this actually, I, I did want to talk about um, the Socratic method because I think, mm-hmm. but this doesn't really answer your question. I don't really know the response to why there's not panels. I mean, so why there is panels, except in part, wow. <laughs> Ooh, maybe <laughs> we, maybe maybe we move on. From no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Where was I? Um, <laughs> So I think that it just makes things a little bit easier for the professor and that the professors kind of recognize the anxiety that cold calls put on us. Um, but sitting there in a panel type scenario where the professor has so much control, it did make me think, you know, why am I not totally hating this? Uh, and I think it's because it's not actually a Socratic <laughs> seminar. Like, we're not all talking, like, it's not like we're going to sit there and at any time the professor's going to call in different people to kind of, like, ask each other questions and, mm-hmm. you know, keep asking questions and get to the bottom of things and get to someone's root assumptions. Like, if you Wikipedia Socratic method, like, law school class for me is not like that at all. Like, the professor is totally in control. And when they ask someone a question and that person gets it wrong, they just either tease out the right answer or just kind of give the right answer. And when you ask a question, they usually answer it or say, like, we'll get to that or something. But um, I think that's why, like, I I don't hate law school. Like, I enjoy class in part because that fear that I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes of, like, having to just sit through well, not fear, but I was just kind of dreading having to sit through Socratic seminars. I don't know yes. what all law school Socratic because I don't think it is. Um, it's like the whole panel thing and the, I don't know. It's nice. That part's nice. I'm so glad to hear that you're enjoying it. I'm and enjoying you know, that aspect of it. I'm enjoying yeah. what it's not. <laughs> so what, I guess, what aren't you enjoying Okay, in addition to the not knowing if I'm doing well, um, I don't, I don't know. I I think it's mostly that. I think it's just the, um, the, the mandate to just read and understand. Mm. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I, miss, I guess I miss like having projects and stuff. Oh, I did turn in my first memo. Oh, I haven't done memos yet. Yeah. So that was a little project and it did, it was nice to actually sit there and like work on something. Um, but then I sat with my uh, professor today to go over it and it is bleeding ink. So time to redo that. Um, <laughs> it's not great. So I think, it. I don't know, I just, you know. I, I'm not, I don't super like things 
that I'm super not good at, like bowling. Like I like bowling, but I would love it if I were good at it, you know? Yeah. I, so uh, Adam, my husband really likes to play board games and he is so good at almost all board games and I enjoy playing them with him, but I enter every single game with the understanding based on precedent <laughs> oh. uh, that I'm probably going to lose, except for Yahtzee. And <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, Yahtzee is like 50% strategy, luck. 50% okay. <laughs> luck. Yeah. I mean, because you kind of have to like hedge your bets, you know, one way or another. And for whatever reason, I am very, very good at Yahtzee. <laughs> and so in the last two days, I have forced him to play six games of Yahtzee with me. Because I've convinced myself that playing games keeps the mental juices flowing, but distracts me enough from law school that I can come back and feel refreshed, but not completely, you know, uh, like, cooled down, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I lost, I'm remembering now, I lost to you and, La and Yancey in LA. Yeah, I do not play. I, <laughs> I, I have scored over 500 before. <laughs> that, and yes, I'm bragging. Like, I, I put that card, I think, on my parents' fridge as a reminder <laughs> of my supremacy <laughs> for all. Anyway. Um, okay, that was a... Yeah, actually, a lot of our groups on campus have events at this board game bar, and I just haven't gone to any of them because I'm like, I don't want, I don't, like, it could go either way. Like, one, I could, like, totally dominate, and then it would, like, that's, like, kind of an ugly side of me, mm -hmm. or yeah. or I, like, lose, and I'm, like, grumpy about it. I don't know. Well, here's um, the thing. I'm imagining yeah. anybody going to that evening from the law school is probably also as competitive <laughs> as you are i think that's sort of like the nature of us folks so you'd be in good company that's true okay the, there's this thing i i think it'd be nice to end on a, a funny note so there was something that came to mind as i was studying and just as i was thinking about like what what i might want to talk about today and the whole like not not knowing or, or just the whole wondering um, why am I doing all this reading and like what am I getting out of it and coming to the conclusion that it's not about like what the outcome of the case is and it's about that because the rules build on each other and stare decisis and etc but uh, the whole learning how to think like a lawyer being part of the reason of, of reading all the um, judge, judges opinions and such and I was like you know what? We're just we're being given hours and hours of reading to make us think differently. That sounds a little bit like cult indoctrination. So, I pulled up <laughs> the trusty source howstuffworks.com. And there's a whole page how cults work. Subpage cult indoctrination. And there's just a few elements here that I think we can apply our fact pattern to. <laughs> to oh, see, yes. To see if we are being indoctrinated. Do you want to do this? Do you think you, you do you think maybe like this would be a fun on the quiz? Like, do you think maybe you're being indoctrinated into the cult of, <laughs> of law? Yeah, we'll we'll be linking our uh, the, the the link to the quiz that we're going to build out that you can find on Thought Catalog after this. Um, are you being 
brainwashed uh, by law school. I am not going to commit to making a online quiz, but I will find one. And the website has a blog now, so we can put stuff up there. So if anyone wants to go to lawschoolandbrief.com, we have like the things I mentioned last episode, and we'll put up some some stuff there that is not uh, behind a paywall. But okay, so here's howstuffworks.com's <laughs> cult indoctrination list. Here's the first element, deception. Ooh, you're actually missing one. There was one right before that. Well, that's the that's the umbrella term, right? Or yeah, okay, I mean thought reform. <laughs> yeah, that's the big one, right? Yeah, you're you're reforming <laughs> your thoughts, your way of thinking. So I'm gonna put a check on thought reform. We're literally being told to think like a lawyer. Yeah, don't think like a Lydia or like a Megan. Forget what you knew. You know yeah. nothing. We will teach you what you know. Okay. Two deception. Are were we tricked into joining something before we or committing to something before we fully understood what it was? Interesting thought. Um, I don't think I was ever explicitly told that I was going to be taught how to think like a lawyer, though I don't think I do not feel personally deceived. I also don't feel like I was deceived into committing to a lifestyle I didn't fully understand. Like, I, I think I had met other lawyers, but, um, you know, yeah, yeah it, it's there. Okay. Three, isolation. Are we cut off from the outside world? <laughs> Um, that one's a maybe for me. I am feeling like it's, it's closer to a yes for me. Um, no matter how hard I try, I just cannot seem to find the time to attempt making friends like in law school and outside of law school. (laughs) So like aside from Adam and our two pets, these, like, I don't talk to anybody except myself when I'm reading. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um all right, the next one. Induced dependency. <laughs> um, do we feel worthless? Um wait, I I'm kind of skimming, which is bad. So uh, the cult the cult, quote unquote, demands absolute unquestioning devotion, <laughs> loyalty, and submission. Do you feel <laughs> like you are now giving your absolute unquestioning devotion, loyalty, and submission to Wash U's law school? <laughs> I do question a lot of things, but it doesn't get me super far. And I, I, don't, uh, I don't think it's absolute. Like I could, if I um, dropped out, it would just reflect on me. I could kind of like, be if I got another job in a couple of years, it would kind of be okay, you know, that I went to law school and dropped out within a month. Um, so I think, but that's like, uh, other than that, like the submission to the like ethics standards and stuff, like that's legit. Like you could get disbarred for things or yeah, get into the bar and that kind of thing. Yeah, Do I you mean, feel in... an absolute unquestioning devotion. <laughs> No, I do not feel that strongly. But, you know, the next sentence under induced dependency is, quote, a cult member's sense of self is systematically destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, tonight might be the very first piece of that for me. Like, my sense of self is about to be 
infringed upon or maybe like the constitution of myself is going to change because I need to fit in the mold of law school, not the other way around. Mm. Yeah, actually, the tarot reading that a friend did for me before I left Boston um, for the question of like, what things should I be on the lookout for Mm -hmm. when I go to law school? The card was a self-destruction card. <laughs> but then I, we had read it as more of like I would do something that that was like not strategic or something. Or that like I should be more careful. Like I should guard myself. Not that the system would destroy me. Mm. TBD. And TBD. then the last element is dread. <laughs> do you feel dread? <laughs> oh. God. Yeah, I absolutely do. If anything, I probably feel dread more than I feel any of yeah. the preceding elements. Um, I dread repercussion. I dread being called on. I dread, I mean, in, on, a, on a bigger scale, I dread ultimate failure, like not passing the bar oh, or yeah. not graduating. Um, though neither of those can be possibilities that I'll ever again speak into the world. Um, Yes, but there's like a lot. Yeah, there's absolutely a lot of high risk, high reward going on. And should you misstep? I mean, today, I literally, so I've been battling this like little mini cold for a couple weeks now. Mm. You know, nothing crazy, but like occasional headaches. And I always, you know, I'm kind of sniffly and sneezing. And I thought to myself, good God, what if I got sick? Mm. I would have to like take a medical leave if I missed more than two classes. At least that's the way it feels because I would be so far behind that I just cannot imagine recovering from those absences. But so, so yeah. you'd be behind in the reading, but since the exam is everything, like as long as you understood the takeaways, like that, that just comes back to my like kind of confusion about what I should be really like getting out of everything. Yeah. Uh, like, I think if you're sick, I th- think it's okay. I mean, I hope it's okay, but like, I mean, even if I was able to take the final, the dread of not doing well on the final, because there's, there's this other piece of dread about like, well, what if I'm, you know, in the bottom half of my class, you know, we get ranked, people get dropped. There's just dread around every corner. <laughs> Wait, people get dropped? What do you mean? You're in an elimination situation with your yes. classmates? Yes. What? I, yeah. I heard that the bottom, and you know what? Now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm realizing I should fact check this to perhaps yeah. eliminate this dread. No, but I heard that the bottom 5% of our class gets dropped. Like that's just, the ne- because the curve necessitates that 5% of every, of people like fail or like get the lowest grade. And if you're just sort of consistently in the bottom 5%, I think that at the end of the year, there are some serious come to Jesus meetings between you and the administrators about what it is you're doing and what you want to do. I would be really surprised if they curved to an F because it's not in their financial interest. If people are doing okay, but just not as good as their classmates, if they like have any chance of passing the bar, yeah, why wouldn't Elon want to keep getting their tuition money? You're right. I could be mistaken, but yeah, you're going to find out. Cause that's creepy, man. That's weird. Yeah. Dread. Do you feel it? <laughs> Um, mm, 
I think what has been, and then I was gonna, I was going to try to ask you like some maybe good things because I think that we're like maybe in a cult, but TBD, and we have listeners <laughs> now, so they can save us um, if things really start to seem like we're becoming robots. But um, this week has just felt so much more like, oh well, today's Monday, but last week felt so much better than the week before because I've gotten to know some of my classmates and I just really like them. Mm. And so when I see people in the hall, it just like makes me happy. So the whole being a social creature thing is just proving true again. Mm. Yeah. I went like, I went out to my first St. Louis drag show with some people and (gasps) I went to uh, dinner at a law professor's house with a group of my classmates for the first time um, in law school. And I joined my first club. So I mean, the, like this past week has been like kind of like fun. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I have one thing that I'm looking forward to. Actually, no, that's not true. Two things that I'm looking forward to this week. On Thursday, we have our student org fair. So I'll get to join all the clubs um, and overcommit. And then on Friday, there's a training that's it's like a it, it's a necessary training for the following Saturdays. Um, name change clinic. So I will go to the training on Friday to learn how we're going to help um, trans folks who are seeking a name change in this clinic the following Saturday. That's awesome. Yeah, people yeah. watch you do that too. But I didn't. I, I don't think we're having an event like that so soon. That's awesome. Yeah. So it, it'll be nice to actually feel like I'm doing something apart from the books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> well, on that note, I think. Oh yeah, I want to give a shout out to one of our followers, Ooh. Lily, who um, has been a listener since day one. Just decided, <gasps> in part because she listened to our podcast, to also share her thoughts about law school with the world. She's uh, doing it via Twitter, and she's at Lily of the Pingo, P I N G O, which is a oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what that is. <laughs> Lily, we love you. <laughs> it's something in the Arctic. Hold on. It's a mound of earth-covered ice found in the Arctic, which is pretty cool. She used to live in Alaska. But yeah, she's just tweeting about being a first-year law student at Harvard. So at Lily of the Pingo, check it out. Very good. And also, um, if y'all had a spare minute and care too we would really appreciate it if you could just write a little review about our podcast on whatever forum you use to listen to the podcast uh yeah because it gets it gives us a little bit more notoriety and we don't really care like it's not a vanity thing (laughs) like we just want more people to hear the podcast because so far all the feedback we've gotten is really positive and folks who are thinking about law school or in law school um, can glean like what the experience of other folks is like and also just commiserate, kvetch, it's fun. So if you had like two extra minutes, we would be very, very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, wow, next week it's going to be better, right? Yes. Like the next time we check in, (laughs) right? (laughs) It gets better (laughs) oh but okay (laughs) i will press the end call button farewell to all
Farewell.